0: Welcome to FMRPG, where tonight we're going to cast off some of our illusions at being salient, and just have an old fashioned or whatever drink you had before this and uh, talk about some RPG RPGness and other things. So, but I have, I am Richie Buzzkill.
1: I have with me
0: Lady Kayla. What's up, Lady Kayla?
1: The usual suspects are back.
0: Yeah. Well, clearly. And <laughs> al- always suspect is uh, Nolan. What's up, Nolan?
2: Doing good. Made myself a lot of Louisiana for a cocktail. And, uh,
0: I, hanging I, out? Oh. I'm, I'm not that far in the drink and I'm too drunk to
2: talk about <laughs> what the hell is in that or what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a Manhattan from Louisiana with absinthe and Peychaud's bitters and stuff. I
0: see. I see. Fancy.
2: <laughs> Fancy.
0: Um, so what have you what have you been up to, Nolan? And sh- besides drinking way
2: too fancy a drink, <laughs> um, I let's see here. Uh, I think you're all aware that on our Saturday night online games, I'm running some old uh, Marvel Phase Rip, as was uh, inspired by our recent episode on supers. Here, uh, RBK said we should do supers. We haven't done supers forever, and I said, of course rbk never gets the game he wants unless he runs it so i'm gonna that's, run. <laughs> that, that's true <laughs> my tastes do den- tend to run in the opposite or
0: tangential direction from what a lot of the other people mostly
2: wanting fantasy role-playing games uh i mean plus <laughs> like i played so much phaser up in the you know 90s i could probably do it with you know most of my higher brain functions gone. It's in my lizard brain somewhere. It's <laughs> memorized these stupid phase rip rules. Well, as it turns out, it's actually easy. It's hard to
0: get into easy to run, as far as I can tell. And yeah, I mean, I think last we left it, we were talking about we're gonna start running it. So, but hey, we r- we rolled random characters, and <laughs> I swear, random. <laughs> all random, like the most random. And and guess what, everybody? Your old pal, Mr. Buzzkill, rolled a vampire. I I couldn't have planned that better. Like, I couldn't have picked, like, what do I want to play in Marvel? Like, oh, I'm a vampire. <laughs> so <laughs> and, and I've got, uh, you know, I, I know this is like getting into tell me about your character territory, which is always a bit of faux pas, but let's just say... His real name is John Cross and his superhero name is just a car. So and it's the 1980s, right, Nolan? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so it looks say, like uh... a reject from the cure. Uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I decided I needed to turn it a little sideways somehow. I couldn't have just a straight up, you know. Super's world and I didn't want to do kind of a boring. I shouldn't say it's boring. Like uh, I didn't straight want to ahead. do too shiny, happy of. Uh, a you know kind of four colors golden silver age kind of comics code thing uh but i also didn't want to do like the boys or watchmen or anything like that 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 was too dark but you know so i've got kind of a little more morally gray you know 1980s reaganomics like (laughs) yes but I am not morally
0: gray. Let me just tell you right now first. And but second of all, Kayla is playing the most bright side character.
1: <laughs> a literal God of light.
0: <laughs> yeah. Somebody got really lucky with
2: their dice. Yeah. Let me she just tell the, you. She rolled the God results. Like
1: you. I was like, is this OK? So you have a one in 100 chance of rolling a God. So. <laughs>
2: Is it only is it that unlikely? Yes, yes. I yeah. believe it is one it
1: in a hundred. Yes. One in a hundred. <laughs> 99, <laughs> I think. Or
2: I think it's two a hundred. But yeah, not super important.
1: No, I'm pretty sure that it's just one.
2: you me look.
1: Just one number. You don't have this chart memorized. You've got like half of them memorized.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that our characters balance out. <laughs> oh, you're right. It is only one number. Yep. Well so is undead, actually. But uh um... yeah, Undead is also only one number. Yeah. that the that whole range from eighty nine to double zero is it's is
1: you start very, getting very, into the very, very shenanigans. Special,
2: very special thing. Actually we have don't we have three special snowflakes in the power party because mm. uh our uh our audience's friend Paul uh also rolled the ethereal gas, you know. <laughs> character right that's that's another special snowflake out of that that bottom 10 percent of the chart yeah,
0: we also have a, a a gynoid as as uh woodfin is is what to call her yeah. and uh and a uh a, a ninja or altered mu- mutant or was it altered human or induced mutant yeah so
2: they were called a couple things during the course of the history of the game but yeah yeah. One of that the altered human or whatever is just the you know whoever fell in radioactive liquid or got too close close to gamma rays or got bitten by a spider or whatever that's that's what they call that a I bit know. of a
0: catch all term
2: yeah for all those for you used to be normal but now you got something crazy happened to you and now you got or
0: most of the characters that Stan Lee created uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and and you have like. I think you have the 80s uh, big hair, big
2: collars, skinny ties. <laughs> yeah, okay. in my. Yeah, I said it in about 86. In my mind, it's mentally about 86 because like I want it to be moving out of the brown. 70s, 80s and into the like neon 80s, 80s, right? And you have to wait in the neon 80s. Don't come for a little bit. You have to wait a little into the 80s for that, So.
0: Well, I'm I'm excited uh, to continue. And the fact that I almost killed one of the bad guys by yeah. draining their blood in the last <laughs> fight in the last game doesn't doesn't bode well for anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> Just, we may have to talk about your uh, popularity shortly. <laughs> I'm fine with this. This is not unlike the the fact that I the background for my character does read like the background for a uh uh well a vampire character, yeah. I'm not particularly surprised. I'm going to be completely unliked by the public. Yeah, being Between seen in public drinking someone's blood is not not a good look. I mean, if you could, I mean, I as long as I'm not suffering karma penalties, I'll be fine. Yeah, I
2: mean, That's, she was a supervillain, but like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I do have mind control. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. I do
1: find it hilarious that your vampire is teamed up with in some way. The fucking God of light. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, I'm trying to,
0: trying to figure out so what my um, what my weaknesses are is kind of difficult because otherwise, like we would never meet.
1: <laughs> yeah, and funny enough, like with the figured... roles and the charts and everything, like mine got so overpowered that like when we were holding. Going, who feels like they're too overpowered and needs a weakness? I was like, yes, pick me. I would like a weakness, please. (laughs) So, not only did I get what I asked for, but I got like overkill of what I asked for, which is even more amazing in that, like, I am allergic to dark. And if I get exposed to darkness, I will die. Full stop.
2: It's potentially lethal. Yeah. (laughs) It's not full stop, but yes, it is potentially lethal to you to be in total. I thought it
1: was definitely lethal. <clears throat> that'll be fun
2: for long I mean, enough. It definitely, if, if you're in there long enough, it definitely will be.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no.
2: yeah, I didn't it know it was perfection. Well, <laughs> my car was hanging out. I just kind of assumed that he had a kind of moth to the flame kind of thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have an agenda and I mm-hmm. have a list and I can right. see my opportunities to use my agenda and my list to move things forward after well and tell them a little bit more about the background of your current, the current situation.
2: The setup for the setup for the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just kind of crazy 1980 superheroes. You know, I wanted a kind of dynamic environment, you know, you usually want to set up a campaign frame kind of where, um, Either something, you know, either there's a status quo that's about to break down or there's a status quo that's just broken down and everything. I mean, so, you know, I made up this. Uh, this uh, NPC that used to be the superhero to end all superheroes, you know, the. the uh, Superman or the Manhattan from you know, Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan, that's right. Uh, Dr. Manhattan, yeah, uh, just someone who could like think bad guys away with their brain, like just whatever. And uh, this character arose kind of in World War II and was, you know, helped resolve the war and helped, you know, uh, the next 40 years to come about, you know, pretty straightforwardly. Uh, But then I just decided, you know, before these guys came on the board, like, he's just died. Like, so now, you know, before there was no reason for anybody to be superhero because, like, God can just think the bad guys out of existence, right? Called this character the paragon. Uh, And they can just think this character, anybody out of existence that is a supervillain. And there's kind of also no point to being a superhero, even though people continue to develop superpowers, right? Because uh, there's nothing to do as a superhero uh, in that kind of perfectly orderly world. So I decided to throw the whole world in chaos. Now all the heroes are coming back out again, because somebody has got to do something about all this. And, uh, uh, and of course the villains see their opportunity again with the, yeah god as the cop off the beat there's now a chance for for them also so uh that's the background and then 80s weirdness john delorean is my tony stark replacement uh i've got all kinds of weirdness <laughs> and, so- uh
0: and definitely when you know i just figured when you know dr manhattan or the paragon whatever you want to call him, uh is in charge there's definitely going to be some scumbags just under the radar that are right. doing stuff so like Henry Kissinger is on my yeah, list yeah, exactly. you know like it's just <laughs> Oh yeah no 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 that all's definitely still happening all those people are on my list and that, I'm a you know 100-year-old vampire so I know yeah. you just decided to wait it out yeah <laughs> that's right So we'll we'll get to back to that uh pretty soon but uh it's been pretty a pretty pretty much a
2: blast here um, glad you're enjoying it. I, yeah, I never know what I, I. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing where you're like, you should do supers." Okay, let's do supers. <laughs> and then I just started plugging things together. And uh, well,
0: thing about supers is I think you need to not overthink things. For That's true. I
2: didn't really overthink it too much. That's true. Right. So we can, because you know it's
0: it's supposed to be a you know a a, a sixteen page throwaway book, right? That's the original thing about comic books is supposed to be like entertainment. And then you throw it away. We've become a collector of these things. And there are some definite, amazing, amazing things in the comic book genre, but supers, especially at the table, I think should be a bit of a, yes, a, you know, throw away. <laughs> Don't think too hard about continuity. It's fine. <laughs> right. Exactly. Cause there's definitely going to be people that are, or are not in the, uh, uh at the table at the time and you got to work them back in. It's like, well, you know, clearly they've just been writer at et- actually now. That I think about it. I think somebody should do, uh, have like the call, have a supers game where the, uh, the GM is called the editor
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you, you, you kind of have more of this, like you're, you're in a writing room kind of feel and you're editing and you're using, you know, that sort of thing I think could
2: be real. Really fun, like no, no, no is like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the old uh Sands of Time video game. <laughs> like, no, 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 not like that. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, well,
0: uh, Kayla, what have you been up to lately?
1: Uh, getting more children addicted to Dungeons and Dragons, of course. You know, doing the best work, <laughs> doing the fine, fine work, <laughs> making more dice goblins and teaching them that role play and tabletop RPGs are awesome and they should definitely do more of that. Um, And also getting some therapy too, but you know, the one is the hook and then the other one just is the tag along.
0: Just like right below submarine submarine, right below the waves here is the fun (laughs) ship sails in. (laughs) Um, Pay
1: no attention. Oh, wait, I feel better.
0: Um, yeah, I was talking to a guy at, uh, I, w- I went and had my glasses adjusted and I was talking to the the guy and it, it, waiting for, uh, the glasses kind of get adjusted. And, uh, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm a big video. He like looked at my t-shirt that is like, is that a band t-shirt? What band is that? And it was like, no, it's my podcast. Cause of course I'm that kind of, uh, that guy that wears his podcast t-shirt in the public. And, uh, is like, oh, no, I do a, a role playing tabletop. And he's like, oh, well, I never I, I don't I don't play tabletop, but I play a lot of video games. So it's like, well, what? And he's like, oh, well, almost all video games are now partially role playing games. Right. So, like, we talked about that and politics. And I was like, oh, just en- encouraging him to, like, give it a try. Like, he's like, oh, I like uh, Resident Evil. That's the latest one. I was like, oh, you should try Call of Cthulhu. He's like, oh, yeah, I love. I told, told him I was like oh I love a slow burn I was like oh yeah so I just you know having a conversation trying to convert people while waiting for my glasses to be adjusted like the big giant nerd I am
2: <laughs> Dude, you guys are better evangelists be, you guys are better evangelists gonna, than I am
1: <laughs> I was just thinking I would so be more welcoming to someone knocking on my door and being like have you heard about this new role playing <laughs> like no, I haven't. Come on in. <laughs> and this is how Kayla gets murdered, by the way. But
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, I have been told that, like, if you tell the Mormons that come to your door that you're doing chores, you can get free labor out of them. But that's that. I haven't Ooh. tested that yet. But uh, you know, it's
1: like a life hack, right yeah. there.
0: <laughs> I'm doing chores. Oh, can we help? It's like, yes, you can. <laughs> We have a lot of Mormons that ride the bicycles around to uh, around. Uh, oh, yeah. Phoenix. You must out there in the South. Uh, we have multiple Mormon temples that are gigantic here. So they are very impressive buildings. I've never gone in. There's like one day a year that the uh, the gentry can come and see them. But uh, I've never gone gone to one of them. But they're I actually apparently quite I, impressive.
2: The one here in, uh, in D.C. was uh, recently they had a bunch of renovations. So they desanctified it and let the public, like, wander around a little bit inside, like, in you know, a very, like, approved, like, line of where you're allowed to be. Uh, and I went through it to take a look. And, yeah, it it had a stronger, uh, you know, uh, kind of, what do you call it? Like, fancy hotel vibes more than uh, thing. But as I went through it, I kind of realized, oh, right, they have these, like, rituals and stuff that can only happen at a temple, right? And so, like, they need a lot of individual like rooms that are more or less identical where they can like churn out these, you know, you know, where people want to get married or sealed or whatever. Like <laughs> I guess you can get married outside, but yeah, you get sealed or whatever. Like these have to happen in very specific, you know, sanctified places. So they have to like, whole like, you know, these little beautiful lobbies with crystal things and white wall and white carpet, you know, like where you just like, burn through these rituals. I'm like, oh, that's, that's their way of doing stuff. Cool. Yeah. One,
0: one of the one of the best DMs I ever had was a was a nice Mormon guy. We had a lot. We had a lot of fun and uh, uh playing D anD D together. So yeah, it it's just, just like very different
2: from like a kind of you know big old Catholic cathedral or something. That, oh yeah, you know, you
0: know. Well, it's also a more modern. You know, it's yeah.
2: They they haven't been making. You know, it hasn't been
0: two thousand years of right. Well, so they'll be stuck in the 90s for the next thousand <laughs> years. So that's good. They're they're ho- all of their just be like Well, at least we'll, they're not stuck in the 1890s. That's true. <laughs> that's at least something, right? <laughs> all right. I was just may, thinking may we... of like, how do you progress something like that yeah. that started? I guess this isn't a religion cast. Let's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, religion is a is a you know a whole topic in role playing games that it definitely you know, is. We should probably do a show about that. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of wandering around, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, think what, what have we been, what have I been doing since, I mean, other than talking to random people about role playing games, it's so just like sort of this, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I might've mentioned that my entire crew, well, we're, we're still playing, De- we're still playing Delta green. With Brendan, the 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 crew, the local crew is is doing still doing Delta Green. We're playing different characters trying to rescue the la- the characters from the last game. Mm. So, so like there's a coven of I'm going to say I, I want to say they're Baba Yaga worshipers. Like these Russian Baba Yaga worshippers are like. uh, Holding a couple of the last party. In in there, um, well, we're we're now stuck in an alternate dimension, but we'll figure our way out of that, I suppose, or that's our shortcut to get there. Um, but it's it's been, you know, we're it's been very creepy. It's been very cool.
2: Um, are you still the uh, not the special forces group? Still the uh, no, no, we're, technical we're, support <laughs> group. We're now these more characters, of... more special forces.
0: We're about now more uh, operators. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a uh, I'm a nurse paramedic. So uh, I basically the uh, the med tech of the group. And then uh, Adam is playing uh, his best impression of every red cap. Uh, uh, mercenary got dude with the like Oakley glasses and the like all of the guns and pockets. Nice. And uh, we've got. Actually, we do have one guy playing his character that went crazy, but he's come back to be the ex party expert. Uh, that's Colette's character, and then Heiligman is playing kind of a call him a column of information uh, like a what do you call that when you're in the the uh, spy business. He's like. One of those guys that you kind of send to a place to kind of control the operatives there, so he's he's like the, a
2: handler or a
0: hand he's like a yeah a handler for Eastern Europe has got kind of tied up in this uh in this mission to go rescue the uh the old party so uh but yeah we we went through a, you know dark ukrainian village that's alternate dimension there's this weird like all these children with out eyes and like lank, giant lanky dude with gas masks and you know avoided combat with those (laughs) and hide
1: (laughs) yeah that's like from the what i view the most terrifying doctor who episode <laughs> flashback of that little kid with the freaking gas mask face nope so not mommy? touching that exactly
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh
1: that's one of,
2: of the better episodes of that show yeah i like that you took the uh advice from cthulhu dark i remember playing an early playtest of like cthulhu dark and it was like The first rule of Cthulhu Dark is if you fight a mythos creature, you die. (laughs) That's very Cthulhu.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, we're we're all uh, armed this time and mostly able to use these weapons. And we mostly saw the saw the situation and we're like, yeah, we don't have enough bullets for that, let alone if they'll actually work. So it's like (laughs) time to hide. Um, So. And, you know, Pro just strat. looking on this situation was losing sanity. So. um, Yeah, so that's that's kind of um, been a lot of the, uh, you know, we kind of were hoping to get that going again uh, yesterday, but uh, somebody was sick from their journeys. So we postponed for another day. It's this seemed to be more of a regular thing, not this person getting sick, but every, you know, getting, you know, life is finding a way, but also just like, you know what? We're just going to just kind of slow our roll. It's not like this all like the before times when everything was like, oh yeah, we're like getting together much
2: more on the regular. So yeah, keep that schedule. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a, definitely a trend towards, more chill you know more we'll do it when we can do it you know which you know is worrying for you know anybody that's doing like a scheduling thing because scheduling is ultimately the big problem with a lot of gaming and man if people can't make it even more than usual than before like it wasn't like sketching was easy before right
0: um yeah because i was i was i'm really i've been looking at the new uh, there's a new edition of pendragon coming out
2: Mm, tempting
0: And I am really tempted to like, I think there's a starter pack or whatever. And then the new editions coming out soon. I'm sure I'm assuming at Gen Con, which we'll get to in a minute, but uh, um, I'm really tempted because I really want to play that game. And I can't imagine trying to pull off like the 90 session, the Pendragon campaign in this nowadays, like it would be like 10 years to try and get through that. Feel like, right?
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to bring up something that I know we'll only spend just a, a tiny amount on, and that's totally fine. But as someone who is very frequently running for brand new players, you also got an experience with brand new players recently, oh, right?
0: Right. Let me <laughs> allow me to uh, have a big drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, some guys from work uh, uh, asked me to run a game of D&D for them. First of all, it's a game of D&D. So I, was like, I was like, well, there's all these other games. No, no, we won't play D&D. I was like, well, not going to not. All right, so you want to play D&D. We're going to play D&D. So we got together over the Internet because like uh, they were kind of I. I didn't like three of them were in one spot, one another, and then I was like, well, I'll bring Paul in as my like ringer PC, if I need to, like, help steer without, like, being, you know, or help them without being too heavy-handed of a GM. So, um, well, what I will say is, and I'm not particularly surprised by this, that one person who is about 40 acted like they were 14. And I didn't realize that people still were amused by the fact that rapier sounds like something else. That was, you know, that was quite a bit of the joke as the rogue was using their rapier to fight uh fight undead minotaur and some skeletons I set up as a as a training as a training combat. So and then the next fight and then the next fight. Um yeah, well, a it was little unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> well there was something else that was way more unfortunate that I said no, absolutely not. No, thank you, Evil. Yeah, I was like <laughs> somebody asked or uh, asked if they could um well, rape you. So, uh and I said, "Nope. No, you can't. Sorry. Not happening. We're just going to move on now." Uh, You know, I literally had
1: folks is why is why we use safety tools at the game table.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was literally like I had told uh, my friend uh, and like I got a couple of like X crosshands in the in the video. And I was like, yeah, it's not happening. I mean. I. You know, I could have just had the villagers kill them, you know, but I didn't. So. Uh, but then, well, I thought it was cool because they basically got teleported from this like necromancer dying and then basically they were on the in space and they had to help these survivors clear these spider people from their ship. And it was kind of like alien, uh, it, it, like a spaceship. And then when they flew away, they saw they were on the back of a giant golden dragon. I was like, that's a that's super D&D, right? So um but uh you know I mean they they were so in th- they, they were so high that they wanted to play some more and I was like well I'll just set up uh enough goblins that are one for every one of those jokes that they made um so there were about 30 or 40 goblins that took their third level characters and ate them <laughs> it just I was like, no, no, no. And I should have just dropped from the call. But it was like, well, I'm a bit I'm a I can be a little bit of a vindictive GM. It's it's a, it's a problem I have.
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like they were uh, definitely testing things, but I do find it interesting because like like you said, we had and th- thankfully not to that extent, but one of the new players for one of the D&D games I was in um. Definitely went to like 14-year-old mode and their character's name was Big Staff. And they definitely like were looking for the biggest staff, literally looking for the biggest staff, right? Like, but also not uh not shy to pass around rumors of why his nickname was Big Staff or why his name was Big Staff. Um so... what age was this group? <laughs> um, I was the youngest.
0: Oh, I see.
1: So okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was an adult group, but I think it's just maybe that's just the experience of like first time D&D players. Now, thankfully, my kiddos, of course, we go through the safety protocol, like the whole this is no thank you topics and this is caution topics and this is OK topics. And I've already like no thank you all of the like inappropriate sexual situations because i'm not going into that with preteens and teens just no we're not dealing with romantic relationships or any of that that's a no thank you for me so um we don't get that level at the table but we do definitely get the like childish jokes but i again they're preteens and teens so not super surprising 40 year olds apparently are not immune to uh, the beginner D&D immaturity either. So,
0: yeah, uh, I mean, I get it that that is a freeing is a freeing experience. But also, you know, I think that somewhat that. Dungeons and Dragons media of people playing has also kind of spread this. Because I would have figured that as the game got broader, that we would get, you know, we would get more. But no, <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it, it was a bit of a flashback to. I mean, actually, you know what? I think we were way more mature than that for most things. <laughs> when I was in high school. Like,
2: yeah, stop me if I'm wrong, things. Nolan. There were some th- appropriate things in high school, but not like that. Like, that wasn't, it wasn't the joke, right? It was, yeah, the, it wasn't a joke like that, right? It wasn't, like, just punning and, like, about, you know, sexual violence and that kind of thing. It was, you know, there was definitely a kind of, like, oh, you can do anything in this game? Like, well, I want to have sex, you know? Like, there was definitely, <laughs> that kind of shit did happen in high school, like, but it I'm wasn't. getting drunk. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, there is the first time you exp- that, that people experience Charisma, you know, as a role, right? It, it, it
2: and for those that are, you know, isolated, oh, you put a st- like, oh, you put a number on it. Oh, I'm gonna get, you know, <laughs> right, the biggest number, and that means something about bus size or something. Yeah, like that's always yeah. a very teenager thing, right? Like, right,
0: but it wasn't like this. This was, yeah, this was maybe a new low, but also people are, you know, like some everybody's like, oh yeah, no, I get it. Why you love this, which was, you know, which is a good, good thing that people get why I'm constantly going on about this and why I continue to play this stuff or, well, I'm going to die soon amount of times. So
1: (laughs) I do have a question. Um... Yeah because I haven't actually tried out that resource yet that I sent you, and I'm hoping to be able to try it out for this group that I have. Um, did anyone end up using the little cheat sheet things that I sent?
0: No, I I I didn't have the like I was just trying to get them going. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't I, I, I unfortunately did not get to use that. Um, if I was more organized, I would have. But I did not. So. We'll have to we'll have to give that a go some other time, but
1: uh... I will be uh, I'll let you know how how that works out, because I'm hoping that my kiddos are going to play test that this this coming week to see if they can. It'll help them figure out how to uh, role play a little easier. And it's just like these little cheat sheets that uh, that like basically you set up for your character, um, like type in class. And that way, like, you know exactly what options you have for actions and exactly what options you have for bonus actions. And then of course, like what the movement looks like. And then it includes like the standardized things, but it also includes like any variation that you would have with your class features um, or any like species features, which I know, I know it's called race, but I'm, I'm moving to call it species. So I mean, there there,
0: there are many ways to to call that whatever we're going to call that in the future. Um we'll put it can you send me a link I'll put in the show notes for whatever those people uh, Yeah, I'll
1: have to find it. I got it from Kickstarter, so I'll have to figure out where it's even available.
0: I remember why I didn't use it and that's because uh, I was using Roll20's character sheets and I was doing it really quickly, so I was instead of like trying to input all the special stuff, I was just using the classes for the, from the SRD. Yeah, which is already inputted in there. So I was just using whatever was in roll 20. I was like, oh, yeah, no, you're totally a flame wizard. Done, like (laughs) done, like whatever, whatever.
1: A ton of sense to me,
0: (laughs) (laughs) whatever was in there. And and uh, shout out to Paul for playing one of the greatest wizards because he was basically like an Italian stereotype wizard who stood in the back and smoked cigarettes. And then when he had to throw a flame bolt, he would just take the cigarette and throw the throw the cigarette. And it it was great. It was so good. That's I, amazing. I, it, he he really did save my sanity playing this wizard uh, during this game because it's like, man, I get it. that When you first play d d you basically play yourself like there's no characterization, like none. And I was trying to and I did get around to encouraging them and they kind of got the the uh, like if and I told them, like, if you describe your action in a flavorful way, I'm going to be more predisposed to let this happen. You know, trying to get and I did get a few of those. So I call that some small, very small victories in a in a eh, rough experience. So uh, yeah. Well, that was that was a thing I did um so uh I am out of a beverage so I think that might be time this might be the time for the last question so I'm gonna roll on the chart from our patrons our lovely lovely patrons at patreon.com slash full metal rpg from our discord channels I'm gonna roll a a, a a d20 it just happens to be about 20 questions and we'll see what the what the last question is and, you know, maybe we'll be more uh, uh, verbose than we normally are on the last question. So I got an 18. So I'm assuming that is a Morden Crimson question because he contributed most of these. Thanks, Ben. Uh, 18. In what ways have you seen TTRPG campaigns fail In what ways has that changed the way you run games to prevent it from happening in the future, Nolan?
2: <laughs> right. Um. All right. So, snap question. All right. So, the most frequent way for uh, Nolan's campaign to fail is Nolan writes a bunch of hooks and writes a bunch of stuff, and people enjoy Nolan's game, and then Nolan is like, "Man, this has built up a lot of expectations, and I don't know that I can write a thing to f- to the write a conclusion to this like game that lives up to all the things people like imagine it could be and then no one's like I, I, I can't you know the games get less and less frequent I'm like I can't I can't I can't finish this that's my most uh, frequent failure mode for my game. I've been blessed to have you know lots of uh, good friends that are totally into this thing so I don't have the scheduling kind of problems that a lot of people do uh, but that is the uh, single most common failure mode, uh, for my games. And what I've been trying to do in order to work around it and adapt it, um, is to run more short campaigns, is to go to a mini series, you know, eight, 10, 12, you know, episode campaign. And then it's like, it's not built up this huge, you know unfinishable thing that a game that's like, oh my god, these these players have invested like you know a year and a half, two years in this game, and like, can I ever live up to that, you know, like conclusion? and of course, dropping it on the floor is the worst thing I could do, but uh, yet <laughs> somehow it still happens due to my anxiety or whatever. Uh, but a game that only goes eight, ten, twelve sessions, I feel like, oh, yeah, I see the narrative arc here, and I can like try and shoot that uh so that's what i've been that's how i've been trying to address it recently and i haven't had any kind of mega uh year-long plus campaign since we've moved into kind of all being more geographically dispersed and you know online play there's not been kind of super long-term campaigns in that way
0: yeah i mean i'm gonna to respond to what you said here I'm going to say to all you and all of our our best GMs out here, which I, I. Is. Yes, you can build up expectations, but like it doesn't matter, like as long as you're like using some of the player input, like. I think you can totally get to where the end of this, whatever it is, is like. I, I can get why that's a, a mental roadblock. I, it, as a, I'm gonna admit that I'm more of a player than a GM. I love GMing in its own way, and I'll get super excited about things. But uh, most most of my campaigns fail to launch because I don't have an enough uh, uh, self esteem to launch them. I guess is the is it. It, you think about like these long games, the expectation gets too high. Like I get my own expectations up and then I'm like, well, I'd have to write a bunch of shit to make that work. So I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, not go ahead and start these things. Most of the ones I start tend to go and le- without scheduling tend to go. The scheduling issues are always going to be an issue and there have been some of those, but it's mostly like when I get like, all right, I'm kind of done with this. Okay, now we're gonna have the scene where everybody dies. I mean, uh, it's cyberpunk, so everybody ends up dead. You all got money, and then you died. Of course. So, um, Kayla,
1: um, I well, I have thoughts. Yes. Uh, I think that, like, I mean, I I am on the flip side there of like, I am almost always running games now and not playing in them as often um and say that like looking over it i don't think that i've been part of any campaigns that have failed um i've definitely been part of campaigns that have gone in directions that i i as like a player would probably not find fun um and that's kind of like my my bar of like what's a success versus a failure but my players were having fun so is that a failure uh, like i don't i don't i've had to kind of like step back and be like well if all the players are having fun then even though we're not like they're not latching onto any of my storyline that i'm throwing at all and we're just playing basically pokemon and DD or whatever the hell they're doing um then is that necessarily a failure? So where I saw them going is that where I was hoping that they would hook on to Mm, not necessarily like I thought we were going to tell a story, but like, I think that that's part of kind of knowing what your players like want out of it. And I saw a really cool idea for um, it's technically, I think under the, the headline of safety tools. Right. But um stars and wishes and it's like a a way to kind of wrap up each session with like your stars so your highlighted moments of the session like what you found really awesome and interesting and wishes of things that you like would like to see in the future and I think that I'm going to start incorporating that into my games just to like check in with everyone and see like where are they like having the most fun and where would they like to see storyline going and that way i kind of am getting more feedback to make sure that they are in fact enjoying the campaign and telling a story that they want to tell even if it's not a story that i was anticipating writing or (laughs) being a part of so i think that it's uh definitely interesting but then like as a player that's Fun is what I'm looking for, right? Like if I can say that I had fun in a thing, then it's it's a win no matter what the situation overall is. So and, and thankfully, I can say that for for the most part, I find at least find my own way to have fun if the storyline isn't necessarily all all that engaging to me. So
0: yeah, I, I well, what I want to say to that is uh, as the game master, as the dungeon master, you should be having fun. Now, your situation is a little different feel with the being a professional. uh, That's a little different, but in a personal game, if you're not having fun as the game master, you know, there's got to be something that changes so you can have fun, right? It's you. You shouldn't just suffer through a campaign that you're running if you're not getting you're not doing it for money. (laughs) I'm just going to say, you know, (laughs)
1: Yeah, well and that's not like yeah, my situation definitely at work is a little different than like in a normal game, but uh I think that like part of it also is like the unique perspective that the age groups that I'm running for, right? So I've got preteens and teens. They are going to want to tell a different story than adults are going to want to tell or they're just going to tell it in a way that I couldn't anticipate, which is totally fine. Um I think that I'm just having to like step back and of course like I suffer the same same problem of like being very hard on myself about like making sure that everyone is having fun or telling a good story or that I like have a good story arc. Right. And then like being okay with letting that go and just saying, well, they're making their own fun. So I guess this is the story we're telling now.
0: Well, and and that's, uh, you know, that's, I feel like that's a lot of groups, even if they're not preteens and teens, they're making their own fun and, a lot of GMs go with them, right? So we should, you know. As long as you're having fun going with them and not just, you know, oh, I'm dreading having to run Pokey D&D again, you know, like. I there mean, should be, there should be something, but I, you know, I understand. Yeah, No,
1: I think that it's it's less of me not having fun and more of me, like judging the fact that they're like doing this as oh, they don't want to engage in the story that I'm setting and like where have I failed in this and and then having to like change my perspective of maybe I haven't failed. Maybe this is just the type of fun that they want to push for and let's figure out how we can make that a thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So So well I believe we've oh, uh okay. go ahead, Noland.
2: Go ahead. Sorry. I just had one thing on Kayla's thing there. Yes. I thought her uh thing on stars and wishes was interesting and you know maybe it's a uh, topic at some point on uh rpg feedback on you know figuring out what your players are about i think the stars and wishes thing evolved from the uh some indie game nonsense about uh uh roses and thorns as i recall was the original game where it's like uh players tend to have the feedback when you ask them for feedback at the end of the game they're like no it's good thanks good and you're like oh i can't like whatever and so someone had invented kind of a rules where it's like everybody has to give me a rose something they liked about the game and a thorn it's something that you know (laughs) was bad about the game uh and then you know i think the thorns reviewed is like somewhat negative so stars and wishes like evolved out of that like okay instead of saying what you didn't like say what you'd like to see in the future right like and um but yeah maybe we should talk about uh game feedback for GMs.
0: yeah i i think that's an excellent topic um And yeah, so we'll we'll uh, put that on the list of topics uh, when I'm (laughs) when I'm feeling more structured. (laughs) Um, But I want to thank everybody for hanging out for a minute with me and talking about RPGs, because if I don't, I just go into the mall and talk to random strangers about RPGs. So keeping me off the street in the game room, that's what.
1: And Our that's pat- how uh RBK gets murdered. So thank you for uh <laughs> keeping him off the streets and not getting murdered. L. I will th-
0: I will thank the patrons at patreon.com slash full metal rpg for continuing their grand support of this uh exercise and keeping me from being stabbed randomly at the mall for asking people about RPGs. Uh <laughs> And uh, Patreon.com slash rpg or fullmillrpg.com is our link tree. Uh, you can find where we we're on YouTube. Uh, this will be on YouTube uh, and uh, you can see my new glasses. Uh, also, uh, there is some merch in there. You can see uh, some lovely uh, drawings uh, that some of our art. Uh, our lovely supporters and artists have done uh to and i'm i'll probably you know what i'm going to engage a new artist and see if i can get another piece here soon so keep an eye out for that come on the discord it is the most fun to play on this discord and not play well we do play, there there were some people that played early on but just having long conversations about what's going on in the rpg world you're missing a lot of interesting topics uh, if you're not on the Discord. So please join the Discord. And uh, thank you, everybody, for coming out and hanging out with me and uh, Noland and Kayla. Everybody, say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Rock.